The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, we will talk about Metro Link. One step. One small step closer to reality today, uh, the first day of public hearings uh, held by On Board Planola. Brian Caulfield is with me, Professor of Transportation at the School of Engineering at Trinity College Dublin, and Frank MacDonald, the former Environment Editor with the Irish Times. Uh, you're both very welcome. Frank, you were there today, is that right? Yeah, I was, and I, I don't think I've ever seen the ballroom of the Gresham Hotel in O'Connell Street so so crowded for a Board Planola oral hearing. I mean, there must have been about at least 200 people there um, listening to the, the opening statement from Transport Infrastructure Ireland, who, who are leading the project. And, and they basically told us that Metrolink represents what they described as the spine of an integrated public transport system for Dublin, and that the 19-kilometre route between Swords and, and Charlemont on the Grand Canal would link up with other transport services in the city, including Dart, Lewis and, and Bus Connects, and that it would serve Swords, Dublin Airport, Ballymun, DCU, Class Nevin, Matter Hospital, um, O'Connell Street, Tara Street and Stevens Green, and would carry up to 50 million passengers annually with a capacity of 20,000 passengers per hour in each mm. direction. So, you know, they went through the, the you know, the ball figures. Um, we were told, for example, that there's about 8,000 people currently commuting to work from Swords to Dublin City Centre, but only 12% of those commuters uh, use public transport. And uh, But, you know, catering them Catering for them by by, provi- by providing Metrolink is going to come with a very big price tag because the bulk of the line would the, would run would run underground in a board tunnel parallel to the existing uh, Dublin Port Tunnel, mm. and we know from past experience uh, that tunneling is very very expensive. Um, the lowest cost estimate from a couple of years ago for Metrolink was 9.5 billion euro. But I hear that that's already been revised upwards to something like 11.9 billion, which is nearly 12 billion. Uh, and in a worst case scenario, as we were told before, it could end up costing 23 billion. Or to put that in context, that's roughly 10 times the, the cost of the massively overblown uh, National Children's Hospital that's, uh, that's now nearing completion. And that's for a single line. So, you know, let none of the listeners be under any illusion that this is the first phase of providing so, Dublin with a metro. So you, Paris. You, are you uh, unconvinced still by it all, Frank? I am. I am unconvinced uh, by it because I, I always believed that, you know, the most crucial link, uh, the missing link in, in transport in Dublin was, was an underground line between Houston and Spencer Dock, which admittedly would also cost an awful lot of money. But that would have knitted the, all of the existing commuter rail services, including the DART, together and turn them into into a network. But that's been pigeonholed by the National Transport Authority until 2042 at the earliest. And even if Metrolink gets permission from on board Planol in the form of a railway order, it's going to take, that, that would probably be sometime later this year, uh, then uh, construction might start next year and it would mm. take another nine years to deliver it. All right. Uh, Brian Caulfield uh, from Trinity College Dublin, are you slightly more convinced? Yeah, I'm, I'm a lot more convinced, I think, than Frank is about this project. I think I always have been. Um, it, it was a little bit of deja vu today. It was 15 years ago almost that we 
had the same types of oral hearings in Croke Park um, uh, and then Metro North as it was, was cancelled. Um, all of the modelling has always shown that we need a high quality um, rail corridor to the north side of the city. Um, um, the cost benefit analysis that have been done on it show a positive um, a cost benefit ratio. So all of the numbers stack up. Um, if we are to delay it, if this project doesn't go ahead, I think we'll be talking about a project, whatever project it might be in five years' time, again, going for an oral hearing. Um, we don't have the time to delay. The city's congested. We need to meet our climate targets. For all of those reasons, mm. we need it. But it's a fantastic piece of inf- integrated public transport, as Frank said, and it integrates with almost every mode in the city. W- w- would more buses not be better and cheaper? Bus, yeah, buses would definitely be cheaper. Um, but then, so I, I heard it mentioned this morning on the breakfast show that perhaps we could use the um, the port tunnel um, to do that to get the capacity that, that that metro would have would be two hundred and ten buses an hour departing from O'Connell Street, going through the port tunnel. So no other traffic would be able to use it. And even at that, the buses that arrive at the airport, there would be hours of queues to get off. So buses won't do it. We, we, this is this is what we need. And so that that question of of integration. Like in your mind, and you've looked over these plans and the different iterations of these plans over the years and studied them, you would describe it as integrated, would you? Because sometimes that's the other criticism that's made is that it, it doesn't sync up. It doesn't, no. It, well, sorry, it, it, it is integrated into the Lewis, into some of the, 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 the urban rail lines as well as it goes out towards the north side of the city. I agree with Frank. We definitely need that interconnector between Houston and and uh, the and Connolly, and it's not an either or. Um, that's the next stage of the plan. No city ever builds a full integrated um, underground system all in one go. Um, so this is the first first line, and then hopefully the next line. It says twenty forty two in the plans from, from the NTA. I would hope that would happen quicker um, once we start with, with Metro. Um, Jeez, but there's it's a, a triumph of hope over experience. Right? <laughs> <laughs> One would hope that it would. Um, but when Bus Connects come out, comes on board... Um, and the Metro and the other Lewis extension lines, it's it's one of the next projects. But there are better projects than the, the, that that are needed. I think the Luke and Lewis line is one that's where we're crying out for, and that, that would, would have, I think, a much higher cost-benefit ratio than, than the interconnector. Frank, what would convince you that this is the, the, the right plan? Well, I mean, uh, I'm just not convinced by it. I, I, I think that, you know, Dublin has suffered for years uh, with, you know, plans for... Uh, public transport investment that have been chopped and changed and uh, and this is just the latest example of that where you know uh, the previous plan for metro north uh, roughly on the same alignment would have served would have run in via drumcondra this one runs in via glasnevin um the previous plan didn't connect up with Tara Street. This does connect up with Tara Street. But then don't forget that the, the Dart Underground project uh, from Houston to Spencer Dock that Brian has already mentioned as well, uh, that was to link up with, uh, with the Lewis uh, at, uh, at, and, the, and, and the, the line to uh, Met, the Metrolink line in St. Stephen's Green. So, you know, like uh, my fear about all of this is that if Metrolink ends up costing so much money, I mean, running into billions and billions, that there won't be anything left to invest in in projects such as, for example, uh, the Lewis Light Rail Line running on the surface as far out from out to Lucan and so on that Brian mentioned, and that that we'll end up sinking all of the money 
into this one project and at the end of the day we still won't have an integrated public transport system in Dublin. Brian, one listener has texted in to say, what would be wrong with an elevator train over the streets? They have them in New York and Chicago. They're very noisy, but a magnetic levitation monorail would be quieter. Not just New York and Chicago. I lived in Vancouver for a year and they had the Sky Train. Now, it did go underground the closer you got to the city centre. But in large parts uh, of uh, Vancouver and greater Vancouver, it was elevated. It was on stilts. Um, that is an option. Um, it, it depends on what will be acceptable for the people that they're going to be living near it. Um, I wouldn't want to live next to one of those. Um, and I suppose that's the, the call that TII have made. Um, where that would only really make sense is probably past ECU. Um, and then past ECU, there's very little tunneling left um, uh, to be done. A lot of it's cut and cover, which which is cheaper. But yeah, I've heard the monorail. And when I hear it, I think of that Simpsons episode. But, you know, that, hey, it put, that has o- been it put Ogdenville and North Havenbrook on the map. It sure did. But hopefully this will put the airport and Sandry, etc. on the map as well. Imagine the amount of infrastructure that could be built around the rest of the country for 11 billion quid. You could build a brand new airport in the middle of the country with train lines uh, running to it, uh, says one listener. The, the other, uh, another listener rather says uh, the simple answer to critics is that they are letting perfection be the enemy of the good. The metro's dictated, says Dahi, by wanting to say we have a rail link to the airport. The Dart Underground is what CIE wanted and it makes a lot of sense. However, Metro will not be operated by CIE, so their opinion is being sidelined. Uh, so says Dahi. Anyway, would it not be cheaper and less of a job to go overground from the airport to the nearest point of the Dublin Belfast train line and connect into that? The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.